0: You're listening to The Cannabis Reporter Radio Show with Snowden Bishop, proudly sponsored by Sunstate Technology Group.
1: Welcome to another edition of The Cannabis Reporter Pro Series podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Snowden Bishop, and I'm delighted you could join us. Today's Pro Series interview features Sunstate Technology Group. For more than 15 years, Sunstate has delivered competitively priced IT support and computer network consulting to small, medium, and large sized businesses. Sunstate also provides IT services to municipal agencies like police departments, fire departments, emergency medical services, and other government offices across the Southwestern United States. And today, they are providing a wide range of technology solutions for the cannabis industry, including Copper State Farms, which happens to be Arizona's largest cannabis cultivation facility. Joining me for the interview is Dustin Byers, Sunstate's head of operations who's here to talk about the ways in which security and IT solutions not only protect cannabis enterprises, they can also enhance productivity and improve the bottom line. Thank you, Dustin, for joining me today. I'm glad you're here.
0: Hey, no problem. Thanks for having us.
1: You're certainly welcome. So before we go into the advantages of Sunstate's IT solutions, please tell me a little bit about what you do in your role as operations manager.
0: Sure, Definitely you are talking about Copper State. I'm actually at Copper State installing cameras on their South 20 Acres.
1: <laughs> Great.
0: So I've been with Sun State for about six years now, and in that time, I think I've held and uh, worked in every position at the company besides technical, hands-on with uh, with computers. I'd like to think I'm smart, but not that smart. So. Uh, as far as the day-to-day, we are I mean, we're definitely entrenched in sales, um, installs, so making sure that what we're selling to the client, I'm able to make sure that the service delivery to the customer is matched with what we originally agreed to, and then as well as the admin things, you know, such as creating and perfecting SOPs and things like that that help drive the business more strategically.
1: So you mentioned that you're actually at Copper State today. Tell me a little bit about the solutions that you provided for Copper State when you approached them. And then now that you've got basically all of their technology needs covered, what is it exactly that you're doing with Copper State?
0: Sure. Yeah, that's definitely not one question that can be answered with one sentence as far as (laughs) Copper State is concerned. So and you're correct i'm at copper state today uh, where i'm helping our team here uh, oversee assemble and install cameras in the southern portion of their 40 acre glass greenhouse grow in south like arizona so the facility is split into two 20 acre glass greenhouse sections we originally about 2 years ago installed uh, 200 it's actually 150 in our first phase cameras in eight acres of the north 20 acre greenhouse and that's what has taken copper state through their current life cycle as a business and as far as growing that extraction and premium top shelf flour for their brand new processing facility to process and get out to sell to the patients so now they've made the decision to grow the southern 20 acres of their facility, and that will be in a natural light setting. So instead of using a LumaGrow type of light to control how much light deprivation the plants get, this other section will be natural light growth. So that'll make it to where they can grow a lot more without as many hands on the product. So the way that Sunstate is involved with that 20-acre section is we're mounting currently 80 to 90 cameras in that area that all feed back to the main server room via fiber. So when we first started back to the beginning of the relationship, one of our leaders at our company, Stuart Hensley, was on city council, and when Copper State was proposing buying this facility in Snowflake, Arizona. Obviously, I went to every council meeting to try to position ourselves so that when the council voted it to come in, Sunstay was positioned to get the cameras and the access control and computers and whatnot. So in the beginning, our relationship started out really small. Um, in fact, we were only invoicing them $500 a month, with probably three or four computers, no cameras, no doors, nothing. Fast forward two and a half, three years later. By the time the end of this year hits, Copper State now has 28 grown acres and then two dispensaries and their headquarters in uh, Phoenix. So we'll be maintaining four locations. And at this specific point in time, we're not only doing the cameras in the southern 20 acres of their facility in Snowflake, but we also have people on site today at their Thunderbird facility and their Tempe facility, getting the cameras and access control set up so that we can get those uh, locations up and going.
1: And were there a lot of compliance issues? Because I know that in Arizona, security is a big deal. And you said you were working with the city councils. What do growers need to know about that?
0: You know, the challenges that I saw with Copper State when they came into Snowflake and, and just a, a backstory on that, I actually live in the city of Snowflake. So from my backyard, I can see at night the purple haze of the facility from the Lumigro lights. And so it was important for me, not only from a business perspective, but also from a personal perspective to see this project to fruition because Copper State, they went from providing zero jobs to providing over 200 jobs in a period of six to eight months. And so that's crucial for my community that I'm vested in. So going back to your original question, the big issue that I saw was the planning and zoning committee had to, obviously the size of the facility, it's, it's probably never been done. You know, a 40 acre glass greenhouse in the U S it's never been done. So the planning and zoning committee was really concerned about how close this was because of its size to any resident. So what's affected in the area, how close is it to a resident or a school or, or things like that. So there were some hiccups there. And actually, if you look back at the history of Copper State's approval, they were denied by the planning and zoning committee, the planning and zoning committee voted it down. And they, if you look back at it again, they, they had no actual, reason besides uh it seemed more moral reasons at the time to turn it down so when it got to city council it was uh there was one person that was a swing vote it was two to two and then the swing vote came up and and that's what decided it so i think at the time what most people are concerned about is its proximity to residents or schools or or things like that
1: right all of it
0: <laughs> so here's the interesting part. When we first started, of course, you know, uh, Fife Symington, the owner, um, He, we were originally engaged with him. And we, we still have, Fife and I still have a great relationship. But since the company's grown, obviously there's more levels of leadership that have trickled in there. And so when we first started, though, Fife and I met and he gave me the DHS guidelines. And as I'm reading through the guidelines, I'm seeing that what the state requires a facility to have for their camera setup, it's very vague and it's very low level, if you will. So you don't need much to get going. And so it was interesting for me to see that. And then now I have to take that knowledge and try to figure out how to put cameras to cover all the plants in an eight to 10 acre grow at the time. Uh, So, Fife made the decision that he wanted to go over. He said, whatever their requirement is, I want more. I want every square inch of this place covered. So with that knowledge, again, going back to our camera vendor and saying, hey, this is the facility we have, they're like, we've never done it before. You know, and they're a national company, global company. And uh, so it took a lot of engineering and planning on our side to figure out how to mount these cameras in a way that. Uh, The curtains could still close to black out this glass greenhouse because, again, light can shine through anywhere. And these plants need 100% darkness in those deprivation periods. And so fast forwarding to the inspection day. Inspection day, we we have all the cameras programmed. The facility is lit up. It's perfect. The coverage is great all the doors inside and out. You have to cover the inside of the door at the exit and the entrance. Everything was done. DHS comes on site. We're there the day of inspection just to make sure everything goes off without a hitch. And they looked at two camera angles. They wanted to see the inside of a door and they wanted to see how far 360 camera. So we used the camera at Copper State that most people don't use because it's price prohibitive it's a 360 camera so it literally views 360 degrees underneath of of where it's mounted so they wanted to see the distance that could be viewed on that camera which is phenomenal uh, so they literally viewed those two things they walked through the facility and by the time they got back which is the, to walk this facility if if i came and and gave you a tour so that you could see our equipment It'd be a half a mile to a mile tour that you'd be walking. So by the time DHS got back, they're like, oh, we forgot to look at the panic buttons. And the lady said, well, I'm not going back out there. So you can take pictures and send them to me. (laughs) So interesting The DHS guidelines are, are vague.
1: At best. Yeah. So for those who don't know, DHS stands for Department of Health Services. And that is the administrative arm in the Arizona government that handles all of the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act legal and oversight responsibilities in the cannabis industry. So yeah, and I imagine that they were probably very impressed with (laughs) with the extraordinary links at which you went to actually cover the entire facility that way.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, going back to my previous statement, you, you have to, when you think about a facility of this size, you have to think that in a typical grow, you walk down a hallway, there's several rooms that are cordoned off by, you know, drywall walls, and but the hallways aren't bad, you know? You, you get a 100-foot hallway. Here, we have 700-foot hallways. So it's not viewable with the same one camera as, you know, a normal grow facility would be. So when you take that into consideration and you think, man, you know, look look at the amount of cameras that you have to put to cover that whole hallway, because if there's product in there, we need to be able to see it. No matter where product goes in the facility, it has to be seen. And so that was the the main concern for us at the time. And also cost-effectively. Because when we come into all this, I would say almost any cannabis, grow or dispensary, is considered a startup. And so cash is king. Cash is precious. So this whole time we're going through this, the, and still to this day, when I have a meeting with Fife about capital outlay and, and those projects, the, the number one thing I've learned is we need to figure out how to do it the most effective, the most inexpensive and in and, and the quickest timeline. So when he calls me and he says, hey, I need something done. It doesn't need to be done two months from now. It needs to be done two weeks from now. So we've been able to tighten up those timelines.
1: Therein lies the nature of the cannabis industry. (laughs) And I think, you know, as the laws relax, it probably won't be so much that way. But tell me about some of the other services that you provide. For instance, like I know that you have disaster backup and recovery systems for all of their IT needs. I know that you also offer some basic software that can help to streamline operations. Am I correct about that? Sure.
0: Yeah, that's a good question. So when we first started, so of course, everything you just said we offer, right? So we're implementing disaster recovery solutions for clients uh, almost monthly right now. And and we're not talking small, you know, 10 office, Deals we're talking about fire departments that have a $25 million budget and 150 workstations. So we're, we're we're trying to think about how this business continuity conversation works for every business. Obviously, in this scenario, we're talking about Copper State, and with them specifically, when we first came on, their CFO at the time and several other members of their senior leadership team were very concerned about backup and recovery. So, and and what amplified that is at this time, MJ Freeway was hacked and their data was compromised and their servers were compromised, similar to situations that you've seen on mainstream such as Target. So at that time, backup and recovery was paramount so that if somebody hacked in and did anything malicious on a Copper State server, how are we going to shut that down, mitigate our our losses, and get a new environment up and going as soon as possible? So we didn't go with one option for backup and recovery at Copper State. We have three options for backup and recovery at Copper State, ones that live off-site, ones that Offsite, site as far as another facility ones that live off-site off network so it's not even connected to the internet so there are there are several things so that it, in the event that they were compromised in any way we're able to blow the old stuff away and bring it back up within a three to four hour period so that their business continues to run flawlessly because when we come into a client initially the first thing I want to know is if you're down for an hour, how much is that gonna cost you? Right. So if the dispensary can't take transactions for three hours, is that gonna cost you ten, fifteen, twenty thousand? What's that worth to you? And and if it happens three times in a year, then we need to spend the fifteen, twenty, sixty thousand dollars on getting this environment up and going and getting a backup internet and getting multiple ways to restore your data. So that's paramount to us, and and again, as you mentioned in the beginning, cannabis is a small sliver of Sun State. It, it it represents a large portion because of how big Copper State is, but we're more entrenched in fire, police, EMS, the things you spoke about in the beginning. And could you imagine what it'd be like if those people, you know, those people are down. If if a fire department's down for three hours, where does that leave them for taking calls, for responding to calls, for noting case files, things like that, that's where it's crucial. So that's the non-monetary things that are affected even more. So um, of course, that business continuity and disaster recovery, that's top of mind for sure.
1: Well, I imagine that all of those needs do translate to the cannabis industry, given the, the regulatory constraints that are on the industry right now, I mean, until cannabis is fully legalized throughout the nation, I imagine that there will be some of these considerations that other businesses don't particularly need to think about. But also, this includes firewall protection, too. Is that correct?
0: Sure, yes. Uh, and, and all of our cybersecurity products and offerings and everything that we do to keep up to date with cybersecurity and their routers and firewalls and security patches, that's, I I hardly mention it because it's a a no-brainer in any business that we support. So, I mean, and it's funny because now in the industry, we see a lot of people talking about cybersecurity. However, it's always been there. It's more of a concern now because it's happening more often, these malicious attacks and phishing attacks and people trying to get into your equipment. However, any IT provider should have been protecting for this all along. There, There shouldn't have been a lapse in them saying, you know what, we better start doing this. You should have always been paying attention to making sure that the receptionist isn't clicking on a FedEx email that she wasn't expecting and getting a virus on her computer that then affects the whole network.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that. And with the cannabis industry, particularly, there's a learning curve, because it's such a new industry. And to remind people to think about these things is actually probably very important, especially in this competitive environment, when you have IP intellectual property that that could easily be stolen, that could really harm a cannabis cultivation operation. So it is important.
0: The other thing to consider in all of this is that we're not talking about just protecting a grow that has, you know, intellectual property in a grow is important, you're correct. Formulas, strains, all of that is important. But also on the dispensary side, look at the information that we're now collecting from our patients right? We're collecting all, you know medical records sometimes, their DA cards. That kind of stuff is important as well. And that affects your, your consumers and your end users. So that's another level of importance that can't be missed.
1: You know what? I hadn't thought about that. And thank you for mentioning it. And that is very important for this industry. Absolutely you're right. I understand also with security for cannabis industry, that's going to involve also securing your on-site access and badges for employees and you know ways to keep the public out basically. Tell me a little bit about what those solutions look like.
0: Yeah, it's definitely important that when we walk into a dispensary or we walk into a grow facility that no regular person that's coming in on a tour or what have you or a contractor that's working in the facility has any access to any areas or rooms that have product in them so that's key right there Um, additionally what we've had to do at sunstate is we've had to several employees myself included have had to get our da cards so that we can be around the product unescorted or so that we can be around the product and work around the product where we're not having to be watched 24 seven and the way that translates to a regular contractor or what have you is when they're, when somebody is onboarded and they're given an access card to the facility, you can access the front door. You can access the back door. You can access these five doors, if you will. And that's all you can access. If you try to badge another door, I'm going to get an alert. So that alert comes directly to the director of security. And then in addition, it attaches 10 seconds of camera footage to that alert so that I can see, was it John swiping Susie's card or was it Susie swiping John's card or was it not any of those people that we know at all? So if you try to access doors that you cannot, that's when it throws those flags up. And with a facility like Copper State, They and having four locations, all four locations link back to the same card. So as an employee, I can take my card from the Snowflake facility and badge the doors I'm only allowed to badge, and then go to the Tempe dispensary and badge every door but the vault, if you will, or badge every door but the server room. So it gives us access to where we can have one badge for all four locations, And it's seamless for the end user.
1: That seems like it might have been a daunting task at first when you consider there are 250 some odd employees (laughs) having access to several different sites. Wow, that's impressive. Another
0: interesting point is as we were trying to figure out how to engineer, plan, and install this original camera install to get the facility compliant, We also had several doors that are non-conventional doors. They're big sliding doors that you can't just go to the store and buy access control for it. So we teamed up with the Copper State Maintenance Department, and we put together several um, locking mechanisms for these doors that, when I say several, I mean 12, that we had to mount specifically on every door. So this project has taught us that we can't work within our normal, remove the ceiling tile, mount the camera type of environment. You know, we have to try to think outside the box to, mount cameras in a facility that's made purely of glass.
1: Wow. Well, wow, that's interesting. So you mentioned a DA card. And for those of you who don't know, DA actually stands for dispensary agent. This is a security measure taken by DHS. So can you tell me a little bit about that?
0: I, I had to get fingerprinted, and they had to send all that in. It was $500 for the year. And it's like, to renew it every year or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if if I may. Yes. One thing I just wanted to share with you is that oftentimes, because of the size of Copper State, right? Copper State probably has as many cameras as every dispensary in Phoenix, and so with the size of Copper State and what we've accomplished here as a company, not only on the cameras and access controls, but on the servers and backup and disaster recovery, those kind of things. We myself included oftentimes really focus on access control and cameras. Where when I think about Copper State, I, I think about our relationship with them as a whole. Never do I walk into a facility and see a new grower or a new owner and say, Hey, we do cameras and access control. In fact if they have somebody else that they like, I am all for. Hey, use your people. You know, we want to be your solutions provider as a whole, and we want to be your partner, and and so that you can come to us and say, Hey, we're we're getting this camera proposal. It's twenty five thousand dollars. We really want to use this guy. Can you comb through it for us? Can you look at it for us? Hundred percent. If you want us to quote it for you, hundred percent, I'll do it. However, I want the partnership. I want the relationship. That's what I value more with Copper State than anything. And that's why we take so much pride in the work we do for them because the relationship we've built with them is more than cameras. It's more than access control and servers sitting in a server room. It's how are we helping you guys get to the end result of being the best you can be in the field you're in. Right? So when it comes to, putting this camera proposal together, we're, we're not just talking about how many cameras do we need. We're talking about budgets. We're talking about how this is going to affect us in three to five years, what growth we need to plan for in three to five years. Uh, same with employees. So how many are we going to have in the first quarter on board? How many are we going to have in the second quarter are we going to on board? What, what do we need to plan for in the next year for our budget on a uh, miscellaneous network peripherals? Like, those are the kind of conversations that I want to have with a business partner of ours, not, hey, let me fix your printer, right? Like, that's, that's all stuff that's standard. We're talking about standard stuff. Where Sunstate wants to be is we want to be the total solution provider that can be looked at as their IT department, right? So anytime anything goes down at Copper State, they're calling Sunstate with IT in regards to IT, they're calling Sunstate so that Sunstate can help guide, uh, advise, do those things in, in an IT director's capacity because at the end of the day, the more successful we help make our business, the more successful Sunstate's going to be goal number one.
1: Well, that's a good thought, and I'm sure it's incredibly beneficial for the client to have someone care that much about their business. So, yeah, well done.
0: (laughs) I think that as anybody who's listening to this, if you're just starting or you're an entrepreneur and you're just getting in deep, the first thing that you need to think about is who's going to take my business three to five years from now, right? Because we can find anyone to mount cameras. We can find anyone to engineer some locks for these doors that we've never seen before but what we're not going to find is the integrity and the pride that they're going to take in your business not saying that other companies don't have that but what i am saying is that that's what
1: you're in your interview
0: with these vendors that's what you're looking for somebody that cares on a a higher level
1: and that's critically important so thank you for sharing that so This is all really helpful information, Dustin, and I thank you for your insights. And I'd also like to invite people to visit Sunstate Technology Group's website. It's sunstatetech.com. And there's actually a case study on there that was conducted on the implementation of the security and and technology protocols over at Copper State. So that's actually a really useful document and have that online, but I'll add it to this particular interview post so that people can look that up. And then also there's a video that was done by the Growers Network that they took of the entire Copper State Farms operation, and in that you will see a lot of the work that was done by Sunstate Technologies. So, so Dustin, any last thoughts before we wrap this up?
0: Yeah, the the only thing I could say is that uh, if you're out there and and you want to uh, try some of that product that. We're helping protect. Uh, Copper open in a couple dispensaries, so check them out.
1: Great advice. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> Dustin, thank you so much for sharing your insights. This, I think, will be very uh, informative for people who are interested in learning more about what they can do to secure their, their cannabis operations and facilities. And I think that your experience in the other industries, especially the industries that require such heavy-duty technology support and security like the civil service units (laughs) the fire departments and police departments. It's so important to be able to apply those things to an industry that has such tight regulations. So I think this is great information for people to have. So I thank you so much.
0: Yeah, no problem.
1: So I hope you've enjoyed this edition of the pro series here on the cannabis reporter radio show. As we bring this to a close, I'd like to personally thank Dustin for sharing his insights and knowledge with us today. And of course it goes without saying how much we appreciate sun state technology group for supporting our educational platform. If you'd like to learn more about the company, please visit us online at thecannabisreporter.com and click podcast to find this episode. There, I will post some information and links to their website. I'll also post the Copper State Farms case study, and you can also visit them directly online at sunstatetech.com. If you're a professional and would like to share your story on our platform, please send an email to publisher at thecannabisreporter.com and we'll be sure to get back to you right away. And thanks to all of you for listening. I'm Snowden Bishop inviting you to check out our other Pro Series episodes right here on The Cannabis Reporter. Until we meet again, be safe, stay informed, share what you've learned, and make it a great day.
0: You've been listening to The Cannabis Reporter Radio Show, proudly sponsored by Sunstate Technologies. As one of our nation's fastest growing industries, cannabis is already transforming lives. Hi, I'm Terry from Sunstate Technology Group, where we are proud to provide technology and security systems that help cannabis companies compete and succeed. For details, visit sunstatetech.com cannabis.